What's up, everybody? You are now in tune to the Imperfect Church. We have our imperfect guest right here, Jono from the Regular John Podcast, the inspiration behind the Imperfect Church, the deacon in charge, the man taking up the offering. <laughs> My friend, Jono, what's up, man? Welcome to the podcast. All right, number one through fifty-five. First off, I told you I want to go outside and get a cigarette before we even hit record. Hey, get that, get but that. In true B fashion. Get that plate around. <laughs> but in true B fashion, he puts me on the spot. But he already know regular Dego always ready when the mic is on. So you already know that. Everybody, world, my name is Regular John. And I have Regular John Podcast. But shout out to my boy B for the imperfect church. Thank you, man. And yes, I am very imperfect. On multiple levels, that's another podcast. We all are, bro. I just Love appreciate you uh, being on the podcast. I, I just want you to know that you're inspiration for this podcast. Well, you're inspiration to me, so we both inspire each other. Cause I'll, t- I'll take that, man. Because you know what, man? When you think about life and you think about friendships, how many people don't inspire their friends? How many friends are still friends with their peoples from elementary school? Yeah. That's, that That's right there is like, yeah. that's very far in between. You know, all jokes aside, like... If we was to sit here and if we was to sit here and think like, dang, well we like we was in in those cubby desks they had us the in. The four, you said yeah. the quad in the quad in the quad. They put us in fours, <laughs> right? They put us in fours in the quad. If you was to think back then in the quad, will we still be talking to this day? That right there is like uh, it's just a beautiful thing that we still have that like you know we lost touch over years, but we came. For some reason, we came back together, and that right there is just a magical thing. So yeah, well, you've always been family to me since the get go, man. Yeah. And I think it's it, it's funny when you think about friendship because half the time it has an expiration date. It does. People are friends just to get something from people or to be in the in crowd. Mm-hmm. And I'm thankful. I feel like you was always the cool kid, and I was just the guy. Off man, to you the was the side. leader. What are you talking about? You was totally the leader of the crew. It was me, you, and Marlo. But the thing, and about, I was a new kid. Oh. Man. You and Marlo went there from kindergarten. You went from there. From kindergarten. Kindergarten up. up. Yeah. I came fourth grade. You came fourth grade or third yeah. grade? Fourth grade. Fourth grade. Yeah. That's nuts. So y'all was like the cool kids in the class. You know what I'm saying? You and Marlo was cool kids. I was just a new kid. <laughs> and, and they was like, yo, you want to hang out? And I'm like, oh, yeah, let's do it. Man, that was back in the day when kids could be kids. You remember that? When you could go outside, Man. literally, and be outside for like eight, nine hours a day. Until the lights came on. No supervision. When the street lights on, yeah. not on the porch, not in the yard, in the house. It's sad where we're at now in this world, but that's another situation. Another podcast, as my boy Kwame would say. Yeah. And, Rest uh, in peace. But shout to you in perfect, man. Perfect church, man. Thank you, bro. It's a beautiful situation. I'm glad you got a different entity going on right now. Oh, man. And it's a powerful R&B show was powerful, but Imperfect Church about to be really powerful. Though. I really appreciate that, man. I really just hope that this podcast is something that encourages and inspires people. I don't want to be too preachy. I just want to be real. I love God, but, you know, I love people, too. I said, but after I said I love God, that's terrible. <laughs> All right, let me go and correct this for him. <laughs> Okay, man, I'm going to correct the film, man. Well, no, all but, right. So he loved God all day, but, you know, he's south side, too. But, however, man. if you see him, his stature alone is somebody you definitely want on your team. You really don't want nobody. You really don't want no issues, but he's definitely a good person. And he's inspiring to talk to. He uplifts everybody. Um, not gassing because he's my boy, but this is genuinely how he is. He's been like this forever. So, yeah. Imperfect, man. 
Bro, let me give you a PTSD story, right? Yeah, give me one. All right, so I was tra- I was traveling for work this week, uh-huh. and I had to go by Walmart to get some supplies for a blood drive we were having. Okay. Bro, a sheriff got behind me, and you know me, I don't struggle with anxiety or fear or nervousness or any of that. Mm-hmm. Bro, this sheriff gets behind me. I'm looking in the rearview mirror. My tags are good. My car is in my but name. But you black. There you go. Bro, and you know how you you know how you look in your rearview mirror and, yeah. and I start to see them just typing on the computer like furiously. Uh huh. Run through that. Run through your you know, as, as you had the light. Mm-hmm. And bro, that was the first time in a long time where I was like, man, has this fear been instilled in me from a kid and it's still there? It wasn't as bad when we were kids because our parents were masters, honestly, at hiding that. At least my mom was. My mom was not. My my mom told me when I was seven or eight years old, she said, Brian, you already have two strikes against you. One, you're black, and two, you're male. And you need to remember that. Like, I remember my mom actually sitting down with me and saying, you can't play with toy guns anymore. I never played with toy guns either when I was a kid. No, she said, I can't anymore. Oh, I never... Like, like none, like... All the ones you have are going in the trash. So oh, well, so you had them. I didn't have them as a kid. You didn't have toy guns. I have Nerf guns as an adult because I have nephews and we had Nerf Wars. But yeah. That's my first time actually having a Nerf gun, but that's a situation. Well, bro, you talking about something that, like, even as a, I'm in a management role, man. Mm-hmm. And I was literally going to do something to help my job. And I saw that cop and, like, I don't want to say it was fear. It was just, like, Uncertainty. Uncertainty. You didn't know what he was going to do. You didn't know if he was having a bad day. You didn't know if he was just running because you were black. And you and I never know. want to use race as the issue. Uh, I, I personally don't say it's a racial thing to use a racial slur. Even though I realize that racism exists. But man, you talking about somebody like... Like, you ever have that that anxiety? And I'm going to go ahead and call it fear. Because I was like, man... Some, some, I'll be honest with you. Sometimes my prayers, God, let me have no interaction with law enforcement. That's a part of my prayers. Southside. And I'll tell you why. <laughs> I'll tell you why. And maybe, and maybe it's PTSD because it's I, I, I have family. I have family in law enforcement. I do respect the law. I think they have a hard job. Mm-hmm. Now there are some cases that are just out of the water. Right, like, right. Like no, that's murder. That ain't no. Oh, I thought he had something in his hand. So I, I'll give you a quick story of when I was in college. Mm-hmm. This is me before I ever drank anything. So we at Denny's one night at 2.30 in the morning. Everybody's like, oh, suspect right there. I'm literally, we pull out of Denny's. My friend is behind me in the car. This sheriff cuts him off, gets behind me, flicks the lights off. Now, mind you, I'm in a car with three girls. I got on a wife beater, some jeans, and some Tim's. Because we had just left the club. Now, mind you now, okay, I'm driving under the speed limit because my friend's behind me. Mm-hmm. So, he comes up to the window. Of course, everybody knows, have your license and registration in the window when they get there. Mm-hmm. That way, you don't have to ask me for nothing. I don't have to reach for nothing in your own, your personal site. So, I give my license and registration. But he goes, run my tag. The car's in my father's name. He realized everything good. Insurance good. He's like, uh, get out of the car. He was like, uh, you know you were swerving back there. No, I said, sir, I was just waiting on my friend. So he goes and gets a breathalyzer test. No, he pats me down. And you talking about feeling uncomfortable? Bro, you remember when we had flip phones? Yeah. I had a flip phone in my pocket. 
He was like, I said, sir, that's my phone. I don't need you to kill me because I got a phone. Because you got a phone. Your mama got a phone. Everybody got a phone. Right, right. So he pats me down, finds nothing. Goes back to the car, gets a breathalyzer test. Like, America, y'all didn't see his face. My face looked real screwed up right now. (laughs) Go ahead. He gets a breathalyzer test. Doesn't know how to, can't get the, the straw part in it to administer the test. Right. I take it from his hand, put the straw part in it, blowing it, zero, zero, zero flashes across the screen. Mm. He's like, ah, oh, um. I said, blow for three seconds, right? Because at this point, I'm like, you reaching. Right, yeah, you reaching. You reaching. You trying to get some So, yeah. put it in, blow again, zero, zero, zero flashes across the screen. Right. Uh, well, you could just lean up against my car and I'll be right back. I said, no, sir, I'll, I'll stand here. I'm not touching your car. I don't want you to say I vandalized your car or any of this stuff. So he's like, ah, never mind. Go sit back in your car. He comes back 10 minutes later. Uh, you just need to watch it because you were swerving. No ticket, no warning, no nothing. So he was being a straight dick, though. That's pretty much what he was doing. But when you have situations like that, right? Because mm-hmm. I, I was listening to something. I was listening sorry, to a podcast. Sorry, Perfect Church. I said that. I'm sorry. It's all good, realize. man. People sorry. are allowed to be whoever they are and use whatever language they want. And if people love you and they care about you, they're not going to take one thing and run with it. Okay. So, uh, and I was listening to this this podcast, um, and, and the one thing that they said, and, and we don't realize how big race is an issue. Mm-hmm. We try not to make it a race issue, but, like, we can't hide black. No, you can't. Like, you can't take it off. You can't. You can't one day tuck it into a shirt. None of that. Like, you, and people have a fear. Like, you think people have a legit fear of people who look different from them. Not anymore, though. That's crazy to me, man. I mean, this whole situation is crazy, honestly. Um, how how long ago was this when it happened? It happened to me when I was a freshman in college. Oh. The cop got behind. And I've had cops behind so, me before where it's created that. Your, your interaction with the cop this past time just made you think of that. Yeah, I went right back to it. Wow. And he did nothing. He just he was typing and he just moved on and just kept kept pushing. No, nah, he followed me for a good half a mile down the road, okay. and then when I turned, I was I was on the coast. Oh yeah, but see, I, still, still, that 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 uncertainty is always definitely definitely triggers anxiety and definitely especially in this world in this time where we're at now, like just um, being black is not safe really. You know what I'm saying? If, if, I, if I, I had taken it, I'm sorry. It's really not. And you can be as kind as to people as you want to be. Why do you uh, think people have a fear of people who are different from them? I don't think people... I think... Because to be racist, you have to be taught that. Oh, yeah. It's definitely if taught. You, if you get a bunch of kids in a room... It's definitely taught. But if you get a bunch of kids in a room, they don't know what color... You don't know what color you are until someone tells you. Yeah, because that's funny that she said something about color because my little cousin, KK, she's like five and... She said that I'm I'm peach colored and Matt's white. No, she said Matt was white and I'm peach colored because Matt was white. Wow. And I'm like, okay, cool. Whatever. But my thing is kids are the most innocent and it is taught because when you grow up and you have you don't see color, it's different it's a different situation, but when you grow up and you've been taught 
black is this, black is that, you're definitely gonna grow up being racist, man. And then I think now it's coming more to light. I think it's been hidden for years. Racism's always exist, but I feel like my personal thing is I feel like it's always been hidden. But now, in the world we're living in now, it's like almost history wants to repeat itself. Like you wanna see how this situation is gonna work again. Like you know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? I th- I don't I don't think I'm probably going deep. I, I feel like no, I'm no, no. It, no, I, because I, I feel like people are bolder now. I think they're bolder now because of social media. Yeah. Because here's the thing: before you just couldn't say if you wanted to say something to someone, you had to say it to their face. Right. But now you have all these forms of social media where you can interact with people electronically so therefore they just come out there but not even social media just in life like i think people are i think it was always there i think it's now it's to a it's at the, it's at the forefront now to the point where it's like yo i'm just gonna say what i want to say and you're either gonna like it or you're gonna love it because the world has changed when we came up like it's, it's well my thing different. is it, my thing is this there's beauty in every color shade creed whatever it is and you know how much energy it takes to hate somebody like i think about it bro i i highly dislike somebody mm-hmm. i don't hate anybody do i hate anybody think no. about what think about it bro you've been through anybody. some experience in life is there one person you can say yo i hate that person no i can't say that because my mom didn't raise me like that and see i wasn't Definitely. raised that way i mean i don't even see i don't even see color really i see everybody sees color they see it but i mean my thing is when the lights go out everybody black <laughs> So, that's that being Yo. real. I mean, everybody sees color. It's just how, how you Here's the yourself. thing, man. I, I think... I had to put that out there. I had to... That's, that's a, I haven't cold. heard that in so long, bro. Cold. Yeah. It's cold. I heard that in so it's long. It's a classic line, but it's so true, though. But honestly, man, I feel so like... So true. You just have to get to a point in life where it doesn't... Like, that's trivial to me. I want to be around people I can learn from. And I don't care what color the book is or what color the pages are or what color the words are. Can I learn from you? Can I be encouraged by you? Because it's something to learn. Like, there are cultural differences. It's certain stuff that certain people do that I don't do. And I mean, my biggest check in, in the uh, in in the uh, race mm-hmm. thing was in college with my roommate, Big Russ. Big Russ was from South Carolina. Shout, Shout out to Big, Big Russ. Russ. I want to say that. Shout out <laughs> to him. So he's from uh, Jonesville, South Carolina. You remember where uh, Susan Smith, the white lady that drowned her kids and said a black a black guy stole her car? That was way back. And that's for my time. I don't know yeah. who that is. Somebody might remember it, but, that, but that's where he was from. Okay. And I remember in college, man, we had the little apartment. So he comes in the apartment one day, and I'm sitting on the couch eating pretzels and barbecue. I need it. Okay. And so he cracks up laughing, man. I'm talking about dying laughing, like almost on the floor laughing. I said, Russ, what you laughing at, man? He said, I'm laughing at you. I said, hold up, man. I said, a white boy like you wouldn't know nothing about eating pretzels and barbecue sauce. And he starts laughing. And he said, nah, I thought I was the only person that did that. And, bro, in that moment, I realized that so often we get in our own head about, oh, this person does this or that person does that. Mm. When the reality of it is, it's two people that like to snack. I'm wild. I'm wack as heck then because I never had pretzels and barbecue You never sauce. had pretzels and barbecue no. sauce? And obviously. I'm, I totally don't live by the black cliche as everybody think I do. I don't what do you think determines the black cliche? Let the world tell it. <laughs> Watermelon. Ch- and chick- chicken. I don't eat watermelon. You don't eat watermelon at all? No. Have you had a Popeye's chicken sandwich? 
Yeah, it, yeah. It's bomb, ain't it? Look, no, it's not that great. I like chick, I like um, Chick Fil A better, man. It goes a little bit harder. Really? I think it goes harder than it. Take okay. take customer service out of this. All right, let's take customer service out of it, okay? Maybe because I was in Greenville when I had it. Lies. That's another lie. Damn, I'm lying. All right, I had one in Raleigh. Matt bought one. Wait, did he, you go to New Bern Avenue? Of course, you know, all right, hood, okay, man. all right, go ahead. Continue. Continue. I gotta go in the hood. Continue. But no, I had one from New Bern. That was okay. And I was like, yo, the sandwich is big. The sandwich is great. But uh, something was different the second time I had it. I was like, yo, this don't taste like the first time. It's not. It's not a consistent sandwich. It's not a consistent taste. I think that's what that's what I'm saying. Up. It's not a consistent hey, amount. No. Chick Fil A, no matter what Chick Fil A you go to, is gonna taste the same. Now, Popeyes, depending on who's in the back. Yeah. And how how they feeling that day? It could be you can get some meat or you can get nothing but skin. And I think the second time I had it was all skin, <laughs> so it was different. So they got two different chicken farms in. <laughs> but um, I do drink grape soda. I do do that. Uh, do you remember New Grape? No. You don't remember New Grape? Please tell me you I remember, remember Sun New Kiss Grape. grape. Sun Kiss. I think that's who bought New Grape. N U G R A P E, new grape. Yeah, some kids bought great. that because I don't remember they that, bro. What else? Um, what else? Watermelon, chicken, grape soda, Kool Aid. Everybody could dance. Not everybody I think that's a rhythmic dance. thing, bro. Not everybody that came dance. back. You're right, but I think it's a rhythmic thing that, that derived from I mean, Africa. I have two. I feel like when I was younger, I could dance, but as I got older. That's because the older you get, the less you dance. Yeah, so I think it's different. So I don't even dance like I used to. Because I used to get it down in middle school, boy. We thought we were doing something in middle school on the dances now. <laughs> we thought we were doing something. Like, we thought we were doing some great stuff. But now I'm looking at these new kids. I'm like, man, that's whack. But we was totally having kids back in the day. Gotcha. Crazy, crazy um, question. This is another black cliche. I, I don't know, man. I try not to think about it. I'm just letting you know. I don't even know how we got it. I don't know, bro. We went from uh, yeah, we did. the police to... Sorry. It's, it's all good, man, because I think this is stuff that... It's imperfect. It's imperfect, but I think people got to have a conversation in order for it to stop. And the majority has to have a conversation. I don't think minorities can, can really be pivotal and change until people who a lot of times reinforce stereotypes right. are the ones having the conversation. Cause at the end of the day, man, God loves everybody. Yeah. Like, regardless of how anybody feel, it ain't like God. Like, oh, I like them people, but I don't like so, those people. So, can I be honest? It's a totally different podcast. Let's hear, bro. All right. So, my boy B, I guess we exchanged gifts tonight, but it was not planned. So, okay. <laughs> cause I'm like, he bought a new mic, and I said, you know what? I'm gonna support my brother, cause like, he just bought a new mic. I said, yo. I called him the other day and I said, yo, um, did you get a case for your mic yet? Because let me tell you something, world. Oh, brother, I bring let me tell you something. around in the box. Let me tell him. He takes he around the box and said, yo, you can't be walking around the streets like that. You don't have an interview. I was like, did you buy a case for your mic yet, sir? He's like, no. I said, don't order one. He's like, don't order. I was like, don't order one. He's like, all right. Cause I had already hit sent on the damn. You thought I, you thought I was gonna order one. Didn't when you? I was, yeah, cause I know you. You was gonna order it. Nah, man, that box worked fine. You was really gonna order. It. You probably wasn't. Yeah, yeah, podcast. But I was like, yo, I'm gonna go ahead and order it for him. So I, as soon as I was on the phone with him, I already hit sent, and I was like, yo, it's on the way. Like, it'll be here whenever. 
You lied to me too, bro. You said it's gonna be on the 16th. So I did. Right, and it came. You got Amazon Prime. I see this. I don't. Out. You don't? I don't. Oh, go ahead, but man. Anyway, I interrupted you. So, yeah, I was like, yo, I can't have my boy walking around here. He's gonna be having people, you know what I'm saying, talking to people. You can't walk around here with no box in a plastic bag. I know it's imperfect, but no. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Humble beginnings, man. So then he comes in with two Bibles, right? And I'm like, all right, that's cool, because you know we we had talked about jumping on, you know, you know he's about to host his Bible studies. So I said, yeah, I want to definitely come through one of them. And I said, well, be, um, I'll be honest with you, man. Um, I had a couple shots, and I was like, I don't feel comfortable drinking in front of the Bible. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I, don't, I just don't feel comfortable. I know a lot of people are disrespectful when they break weed on Bibles. I'm just not. I, I I don't play with God. Like you know what I'm saying. Like a lot of people play with him. I, I don't think that's playing with God, man. Here's here's the thing. Brother. Here's like, the thing, man. I feel I don't know. I don't play. I know God sees at all. God sees all, man. But the biggest he sees all. The I I agree with you. The biggest thing you have to realize that it God sees people's heart. That's what God looks at. I know. I know. Because here's the thing, heart, right? I know he just be like, Yo, John. I know you not about to take that shot in front of. That's God don't condemn people, man. I know, I know. It's it's judgment, but that's after our physical life is over. Right. And a lot of times, so many people try to put. Like you think about it, bro. There's nothing that we can do to earn God's love. Like none of us behave right. That's why Jesus died on the cross, and not that, not to go there, but to go there. So like I brought you a Bible because that was a conversation you and I had. Right, right, right. And bro, if we ain't growing and getting in that Word together, because the Word is alive and real, and that's something I believe in my heart, man. Right, right. But also at the same time, I never, until you form a relationship with God, know God, God's Word, knows what God's Word says about you. That's what transforms you. Behavior modification is not in the Bible anywhere. It, uh, it yeah, tells I just, I just you. I felt uncomfortable. I was like, man, I'm pouring <laughs> shots. I was like, yo, he was sitting right here. He legit said, hey, bro, where can we put these Bibles? I'm like, bro, it doesn't matter. I was like, no, I'm not going to. No, I just, I don't know. Maybe that's how I'm brought up and how I've been raised, bro. My grandma was a pastor, man. God rest her soul. So let me ask you deliverance, this. Shot deliverance, mission holies in this church. I ain't been in years, but. Well, let me ask you this. That. That, that's the dangerous thing about so many churches is his religion. Religion is man-made stuff. That's not in the Bible. In the Bible, they drink wine. It, it says don't be drunk because that alters your ability to control your actions. Yeah, that happened. Go ahead. It, it happens to all of us, bro. I would, <laughs> yeah, I would be... Jono, I would be a hypocrite if I said to you that Excuse me. I've lived my life and not drank too much. Oh, man. Man, listen. I, look, bro, I'm the one that had a kid out of wedlock, so I, I you know, I'm about what I'm to saying? totally plug you at the end of the day. I'm about to plug him, man. But, but my biggest thing is, bro, is you're human. We period. all are human. We're period. Everybody's imperfect. That's true. That's true. Yes, you can. You can give your life. You can give your life to the Lord and be cleansed, right? But it takes due diligence. And it takes you being obedient. Nope. nope. All you have this to do is... This is why I'm is, saying it because I want him to check it. I want him to check all this. This is why I'm doing, I'm doing all this. Because you could be... Listen. Here's the thing, man. All you, all you have to do is confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and you're saved. Now, so many people right. say, you know, baptism is a public declaration of your faith. But also in the same token is you have to want to have a relationship with God. And I'll tell you the biggest kind of... So misconception. You, go ahead. I'm sorry. Hey, no, go you. ahead. No. So say if you get baptized, right? And it's like 
you, you confess and then you get baptized and then you go back doing the full shit. Mm-hmm. A lot of people do that. It, it's a like we're, right. oh yeah that's what I'm saying so, so I'll, I'll get into that so we're called to be disciples right, right. that means you walk with someone mm-hmm. so we're we're called to be in community and we're called to walk with Christ you, you know we're called to walk in community with each other so whenever you I've always said this when you get saved when you get baptized and when you get saved it's usually two different times baptism the only thing that is is a public declaration of your faith that's showing everybody around you hey I'm a believer in Jesus Christ but when you when you confess it that's personal personal. that's personal but also too you have to walk that out excuse me you have to walk that out and I'll give you a big example that's football related so you enjoy this his, his face just lit up America. I'm not no I'm not even a diehard football fan okay. I love Carolina Panthers though hey, I'm I just got into football a couple of years ago man so, so here Go it ahead. is right here it is I'm I gonna use the football example alright so so Jono I got I tell you hey bro I play professional football mm-hmm. I don't have a jersey I don't have a playbook and I don't show up on Sunday what would you call me you're a fan I'm a fan or I'm a liar. Yeah. Yeah, you can call somebody a liar. It's true. If I say I play professional football, I don't have a jersey, I don't have a playbook. Yeah, you a liar. And I don't show I'm a liar, right? But how many Christians do that? I'm a Christian. They they don't behave like a Christian, which means that they don't love everybody. Mm -hmm. They don't have a Bible and read it and know what it says and can articulate and translate that into their everyday life. There's a lot of people that... But, but here's the thing. Go ahead. We cannot hold that against them because, honestly, being a Christian is not an easy thing. Of course it's not. It's one of those things where you got to dive into that word and, one, get a Bible that you can understand mm-hmm. and get people around you who are willing to walk through life with you, not judge you, because we all got pain we all got something, but we got to constantly realign that to Jesus. It's hard, bro. Because most of us read the Bible like a book. We read it for volume. Oh, man, I read I read all of Timothy. What did it say? I don't know, but I read it all. Like, you're not supposed to read the Bible for volume. You're supposed to read it for clarity and understanding. Right. So I even learned that like a, a, a couple months ago. And I've been saved since I was 10 years old. But if you're in the wrong church... Or if you're wrong around the wrong people or the wrong Christians, you'll never get that. And the problem is, is, and I want to apologize on behalf of everybody who's been hurt by a church or by a Christian. So often we go good person, bad person. We don't do progressing person. We don't do, hey man, let's sit down and read this Bible and what do you think it says or how does this pertain to your life? Or what are you supposed to learn from it? And then we put the, the guilt and the shame on the different levels, mm-hmm. right? Oh, if you do this, you 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 level two sin. Are you sin is all on the same level? Right. So whether sin, is sin man, sin is sin. exactly yeah. sin so is sin. sin. I mean, you know, you, you cussing traffic, sin, you sinned. Like you know what I'm saying? Like the, I just I just I don't know. Here's the thing, though. You that's think fair. about what, like what's happening. What's happened to you in your life? What's happened to me? Is that sometimes Christians treat you so bad? You like why would I want to believe in what you believe in? If you act so nasty to me, why would I ever want to believe what you say you believe? Because if 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 you believe in God and you treat me like this, then what does your God think? Right. 
What does your God think about me you know if what? you treat me this? So I'm gonna go ahead and say this. Let's hear yeah, it, bro. And, and, your, and your audience gonna get, get really mad. Our people, okay, our Black American people, sometimes you know we we take I speak up so they can hear you. Brother. I said okay, <laughs> <laughs> clear my throat so they can understand. Regular, I told you I'm not regular. Um, my thing is this: some Black people, our people. We take religion, like we we use the word as weapon sometimes. I can only speak from like certain people, certain certain that your certain experience, your yeah, experience. my my experiences. But my thing is, it's like yo, like why would I follow you? Like just like you said, why would I follow you? Because you sit there and use it as a weapon. Um, you pick. I think people pick and choose verses from the Bible, You're and and that, I, and I think that's what makes people withdraw from church, because if you're gonna sit here and pick all the hate and stuff right out, mm-hmm. it makes people not want to have that connection because at the end of the day we're all God's children. That you know is what I'm true. Saying? And my thing is, I feel like you can't sit here and throw Leviticus at people because they might like a same sex or whatever. You can't do all that. Your job on this world, on this earth, is to love and show love. Give love, show love. I agree. You know what I'm saying? You can't judge nobody because you have no heaven to hell to put that man. Hey, bro, I heard that from somebody. <laughs> I wonder where I got that from. I wonder, I got that from somebody. Uh, Wait, B. Lewis. I that's got true, that from bro. him. But my thing is, that's real. That's facts. You have no, you can't sit here and judge anybody. So you, I mean, you can't sit here and throw Leviticus all day, all day. So you here's can't use that. So here's my thing. And, and that's I, and just I, not Leviticus. It's yeah. just like you just can't you, say and you sit here saying, Come on man, you I saw you in the crab house last week. It says don't eat shrimp. Like you can't you you know what I'm saying? So here's the thing. Period. Another podcast. Um, so here's the thing. I'm going, I feel like I'm digging too deep and I'm not even there yet, man. No. Nah, I, I just know I just hate I just hate when people use the Bible as a weapon against something that people, they don't agree with. People have always tried to use religion to control people. They, they apparently they're using years. slavery. They you using slavery. It's right. in the Bible. But I haven't got that. But I'll so tell you know. this: a lot of people take the Bible out of context. Their well, Bible key, was written by man too. It was written by man, inspired by God. Right. So everything, yes, a man physically wrote it, but it was God working through them. The same way He works through us and our our calling and right, our purpose. Right. But here's the thing you got to understand, man. One, we've all been hurt by some religious person who did it in a bad way. But that's the importance of getting a Bible that you can read and understand and to have that personal relationship with Christ yourself. Yeah. That way, no one can tell you any different. And even now, as a Christian, I'm not worried about what someone else has to say. Because I'm a go and I'm a know for myself and I know for myself from my relationship with God and the personal time I spend on a daily basis in the Bible. And it's a progress. You don't get there overnight, bro. When I first started reading the Bible, I wouldn't even highlight the Bible because I thought I was being disrespectful to the pages. But as I got older and I realized that this is a love letter from God to me. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm about to highlight this so I can go back to it. I'm about to pray over this. I'm about to read through this chapter because it allowed me to have a more intimate relationship with God. I think my this podcast is probably gonna be everywhere being I apologize. Um it's so imperfect. Bro, that's what it's for. I just gave you a tag. I 
appreciate that. It's so imperfect. <laughs> it's so imperfect. It's so imperfect. It's so imperfect. But, um, yeah, I, I just, I, I remember uh, there was a church that uh, I was going to. Mm-hmm. I think I told you the story. Yeah. And, um, yeah, that turned me off from it. Well, the person turned me off from the actual church. I haven't been back since. And then my grandmother has a church. Well, every church doesn't isn't a gospel center church. And then, you know, another podcast. We'll go. Perfect. Yo, Brian, yo, B is not gonna get me out here crying like Oprah and um, bro, all right them, man. The, He's you, not yeah. gonna have me I, in here I'll tears. T- I'll man. tell you this, man. I'm the church, John, the church man. you know, what you has done a great man. job of hurting a lot of people. Yeah, and you think about it, bro. But B's not gonna get me up here crying. He know I'm a sensitive anyway. He ain't gonna get me up here crying. Hey, if you man. got, if you got tears, let them flow, man. That's I'm what they're there for. Do it tonight. I'm but, not, not doing well, this with you. But honestly, man, like a lot of the churches have done it wrong, and, and there's a lot of ego sometimes that gets infiltrated in the church, man. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you a question. I right, just hear it, bro. So if you had a church, right? Okay. Yeah, he's smiling the world. I wish I, I wish we had footage for this. If you had a church, right? Uh-huh. What would you do differently that churches don't do? Like, people from all walks of life. Honestly, man, you know I would. You saying? Like, if, if I had my own church, I will make sure that I preach the gospel. I think a lot of churches now have gone to a very motivational tactic. Let's pump everybody up. Woo, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And that runs out by the time the dude cuts you off in the parking lot. And you you really are not learning more about Christ. Mm-hmm. So I would make sure it was gospel-centered. But I would also make sure that people could connect with people. I think it's something powerful when you walk through life with people. Because like I said, we're called to be disciples. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it'd be more about making sure I preach God's word. Making sure I'm not up there. Because a lot of, I don't want to be a showman. Like, I've been in a church where it's showmanship. You feel like you at a concert. You feel like, oh my God, I, I just heard something that I never heard before. But so I. you're more personable. Because I feel like that's, I feel like that's what makes, if a pastor doesn't know everybody in the church. That's, that's not always possible though. But I'm saying not, at least they know their face or something. I feel like if you're not personable with the people that follow you. You lose a connection there. But here's the thing. Especially if you're broadcast so, everywhere. So you have to look at it from two different levels. If it's a... You want to be broadcast everywhere or you want to have a personal relationship? I'm hitting you with questions now. I honestly think that broadcasting everywhere is a good thing if you're preaching the gospel. If you're preaching it. If, but you're, if you're preaching the if gospel. If you're motivational, though. If you're motivational, that's dangerous. Because what it does is it almost is the same thing as religion. It's false hope. It, it's false hope and, it, and here's the thing about the bible we should have gave it a moment of silence right after that's it <laughs> but it's false hope but also too is when you manipulate scripture mm-hmm. for example i'll give you a i'll give you a, a, a real quick scriptural example second timothy 1 7 for god did not give us a, a spirit of uh timid timid timidness or fear all right let me get it out i know you're like spit it out bro get that second timothy 1 7 for god did not give us a spirit of fear but he gave us power love and self-discipline uh-huh so that oftentimes is said to people and it's like don't be afraid don't be afraid god gave us power love and self-discipline mm-hmm. well according to the bible and who was saying that was paul was saying that to timothy 
and he was trying to give him encouragement to keep going on and preaching because so many people who were preaching the gospel at that time were being killed, were being murdered, and people were turning away left and right saying, yeah, I believe in God in private when we have a church in this cave because we can be persecuted. But when we got out in front of people and it came to call making disciples and they were like, no, 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 no. But that's manipulated. Mm -hmm. Even though it's a good message, that's not the context of which it was talked about. You see what I'm saying? So that's like you and I having a conversation. You're like, oh, man, shut up. And then somebody goes, yo, man, John told B to shut up. They about to fight. No, that's not the context in which that was said. And a lot of preachers get up and do that every Sunday. Well, if you just have faith, everything will be fine. No, that's not true. There's nothing wrong with having faith, but if you don't walk it out, just like Christ will meet you whether you take a left or a right. But half the people, we just stand still. Well, Jesus, if you're going to do it, then drop the blessing out of the sky. They look at God as a genie mm. instead of a father, uh, someone who loves you unconditionally. So, I like these questions, man. This your podcast, baby. Bro, what's, the next, so what's the next question, man? You're it's so this imperfect. This guy's tagging this podcast. It's so imperfect. Right here. This is you. This is all you, man. I appreciate it, man. I just, like I said, I just hope it encourages people, man. Because I'm going to tell you, one of the most uncomfortable feelings, bro, is when you're in a church and you stop spiritually growing because you're getting a bad message. Uh, I, never, I, I feel like I never had a chance to actually do it. Here's the thing, man. Do it due to my own situations, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. Everybody's different. I feel like I know when you go to black churches it's different like when you go to black and white churches bro there are totally good churches of every color I think what you here's the thing I recently not recently well within a year have changed churches mm. so you go to a black church now I would know it's a multi-ethnic multi-generational church I don't want to go to a church where everybody looks the same because that, that heaven don't look like that you think about how Say it again for the people in the I said for the people in the back. Say it again for the people in the back. I don't want to go to a church where everybody looks the same because that's that's ex, that's exclusivity. That's that's saying I have another question, but it's another podcast. Go ahead, okay. keep going. But I don't want to go to a church where everybody looks the same because that shows that you don't have a reach. That shows that your gospel is limited to whatever is the main demographic of that church. Mm-hmm. I want to go to a church where there everybody of every color, creed, race, all different age groups. Because one, there's more that I can learn in that church. Mm-hmm. It's going to force me out of my comfort zones to maybe go talk to somebody who's a different color. Maybe go talk to somebody who's older. Mm-hmm. But we're all there to give God glory and praise. That's 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 the main reason. I feel like that's that's one thing I don't understand about churches. Because like, look, all I want. <laughs> okay, <laughs> say this. When it comes to churches, right? Not church's chicken. Sorry. Not church chicken. Shot church chicken on um what street? Newburn Avenue. That part. <laughs> um, shot to them. I don't eat churches though. Go but, ahead, man. I, you know, all right. I blocked your whole. Thumb. You did. And I was totally thinking about chicken. I was like, damn, I haven't eaten. I need to get something to eat. Another podcast. Anyway, so one thing I don't understand is like when it comes to white churches, right? I hate saying that. Sucks when I just said that, but yeah, they get out around like around twelve. Mm-hmm. Why are people in there? 
four, five, six. So here's the thing, man. Can we can you explain that? Yeah, explain I'll, that for I'll me. explain that. That's the whole, like you said, religion thing. People right. think that they have to hoop and holler and shout and carry on. Doing runs all around. Look, man, that's why I was you, like, yo. But here's crazy. the thing. Here's the thing. I can't discredit that because talking in tongues is a spiritual gift. It's a spiritual gift. Sometimes people overdo it, though. But that's people who are faking it. Right, but the Holy Spirit is not going to be a disturbance. You know, you see what I'm extra. saying? I feel like our people are extra sometimes, and I feel like some sometimes, people are extra. But at the end of the day, here's no, the thing. No. Here's the thing. No, you always want to be honoring the people's time. If yeah, I got you, if yeah. I got you in church for five, six hours, how much of that are you actually going to be able to retain? How I much are you going to receive at that point? Eight, you don't even but, get a lunch break. That's but, like an eight-hour shift. It's not. But here's the thing. <laughs> like, for real. You're I right. mean, yeah, you're getting food for thought. No, yes. but here's the thing. But say if uh, you're not getting that, though. No, bro. Human capacity for learning and understanding is about 50 minutes. You think about how long a class is in college, how long a class is in school. So if you got someone up there talking to you for an extended amount of time, there's only so much of that you're going to retain. Maybe it's because we got so that we stayed in so long. We want to hit the best solo. But here's a but worship it but worship is a very important part. I know we want to hear the best song. We want to hear the best song that moves after the preacher comes up there and do their thing. The preacher shut the house down, right? No, I'm not even being ignorant right now. I'm being real, bro. That's showmanship, though. But you know, okay. I tell you what, bro. Our people are extra big. Here's the thing, man. Let's keep it a book. That is true. We're not gonna change that until people, till we, till we grow better leaders. Okay. A lot of people in church aren't true leaders. They were put in a position or they're doing something that they saw out of tradition or generationally. So what would you do? So what would I do? Me personally. What time will you get out if we go to your church? <laughs> it depends. <laughs> I, honestly, I can give you that. Yeah, give me that. It would, be like no, it would be no more than an hour and 45 minutes start to finish. Okay, because I know, I know you like football too. But see, here's the thing. It's not about football. I want to be efficient enough to where... We can worship God and you can hear the gospel. That's but, I, did, but, I was being funny when I said that. But Even though he do like football, though. I do. I bro. was being funny when I said that. But, but I was but just asking the, a real true question, though. Really. But in the same token, I think there's something about being honoring the people's time. But also, too, is if if we get into worship and, and, and God's presence is there, yeah. then we can let that song go a little bit longer. Yeah, yeah. So you know? let me ask you this, though. Yeah. <laughs> Question. So you came from mega church, right? Uh huh. Did you ever go over the time in mega churches? The only time it went over the time when the pastor went over the time. Everything else was completely. As calm. far as song and and song and worship, very rarely. There are times where they might do another chorus or whatever, but that the only time mm-hmm. it ever went over time is when the pastor I decided went, to. I went to my mother-in-law church. Uh-huh. I swear, I swear that thing was scripted. I swear it was like so scripted to the point where churches like, are. Yeah, but it was it was different. When you say scripted, what do you mean? I feel like uh, you came in, you sat down. Um, you know, they had to welcome in. They did. The, they did. They read the letters. They read letters? Okay, they read the cards. I guess they oh, had to, somebody was sick or something. So they oh. read the cards or whatever. And then they um, they did the scripture. I mean, the, they read the verses and then the preacher came up and preached. I see everybody nodding their head. I'm like, okay. And it's like, it's like maybe four white people. I mean, four black people in there. And I'm, 
I'm like one of them. So I'm sitting, there, I'm sitting there like this. I'm like, okay. And I'm sitting, and you know, you know, black people sometimes we like to look at the clock. I don't have a watch, America. I didn't want to pull my phone out, <laughs> so I was like, I, I'm not gonna pull that out. But I was just like, okay, sitting here just observing. And it was just like, all right, when one o'clock hit, it was like, all right, we're done. He was still preaching. No, no, he he, he left the stage after that. It was over, like, oh, and everybody went to Bojangles after that. I, see, I don't know, man. Like, every church is different. I can't really speak on why certain churches do what they do. Well, why do our people think? It's not all black people that do church like that. My pastor's black. So, it's not every church that does it like that. I I, I, I have, I grew up in a southern black Baptist church. And what time did you get out? About one thirty-two. Really? At 11, yeah. That's a lie. No, I'm dead serious. It started at 11. We got out about 1.30 or 2. That's that's still long. That's the... No, no, If you no. go in at 11 and you get out at 1.30, 2 o'clock, bro, you've been in there for a good... You're missing the first half of football. You're missing the first half. Okay. You're wait, coming in wait, on the halftime show. All right. Maybe I'm tripping. 11 o'clock. 11, well, say 12, you going at- 1, 2. That's two hours. That's, that's three like, hours. That's, that's three like, hours. That's a long time, brother. Three hours, I mean, like I said, three hours it goes back to what you were saying. Time. It goes back to what you were saying. You can't retain everything for like three hours. I'm, t- you're right, but there's there's certain points where you have to say, all right, how can we make this efficient in what we're trying to do? Because what you're trying to do in the church is equip people with the gospel. I wish I could see the footage I just did right now. You put the finger up and that's yeah. when you excuse yourself and you leave. Oh man, America, it's been good. I appreciate y'all listening. Jono uh, and I have more conversations. He cut me off. Are we done? No, we're not done. We're not we? done. You put your finger up. I didn't know you had a question. No, that's what I'm saying. That's what people do when they're ready to leave. Oh man, we. I, I wasn't ready to leave yet. I didn't, I didn't get oh, up out the church brother. yet. I, I didn't mean, know if my church service had run too long. No, I'm you trying to I'm make saying? sure your church service runs the way it need to run. <laughs> I didn't know if my Another service podcast. was going on. Say, Lord, no, we're good here. Pastor been up there for four and a half hours. Listen, I'm sitting here like yo, B. You already know what it is. What happened? Unless you get moved. moved. Say, who we going to baptize? Who we putting in the water? If not, we got to go. If you moved, then man, move be. What we doing? Hey, bro, I just want to honestly tell you, I do appreciate all the encouragement and the inspiration to this podcast. No, man. I mean, I just think you you already... Y'all... You already went down this road, man. This is just a different entity, man. Like, shout out to the Imperfect Church Podcast. You already did this before. R&B. R&B show. It was great. It was great. You, it was great. It was beautiful. It was Rachel made that great. My wife made that great. She was. 100%. She was awesome. She's awesome. Yeah. But now it's all you. Oh man. This is all you, bro. I just like and, I said. And that right there is that right there. You make it what you want to make it. That's it's, true. I just hope it encourages, inspires people. But you encourage a lot of people, B. Appreciate that. Well, I get encouraged too, bro. If it wasn't for you, bro, this podcast would happen. We both started la- our podcasts at the same time. Well, actually, I started no. mine a month no. before you. The came. last. Conversation John and I had on the phone. He said, "Don't talk to me until after you got done with the first episode." Cause BB bullcrap, man. Look, well, I don't want to put this whole exactly tea out there. BB pulling. He said, "He said, don't say anything else to me till the first episode drop." Right. I need all that. Like that's what I'm saying, yo. Don't talk to me unless you put something out. If you're gonna say if it's if it's imperfect, let's be imperfect. Content creator. That part. Like if, if it's creator. not, if it's not, cause look at this logo, man. I'm trying to get him to do my logo, world. So it'll happen, bro. Any, well, any way I can. It's gonna support, happen tonight. It ain't got no other choice. Any way I can support or help, 
America, I appreciate y'all tuning in with us. We are the We better be at out. We better be at out. I don't, man. No one's looking at the clock, brother. I'm not. No clock in my church, man. We'll be here all night. We're not gonna be here for twenty minutes. Hey, it better be some great content. Go ahead. Hey, Imperfect Church congregation, we appreciate y'all. Please uh, share. Wait. Yeah. What about the people that want to follow me though? I'm about to get to that, brother. You cut me off. Okay, go ahead. Time. All right, go ahead. Go ahead. Keep going. Y'all also uh, <laughs> definitely look up my brother uh, John O for the regular John podcast. That part. So um, make sure you follow him on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Check him out. And matter of fact, be a guest on his podcast. Uh, yes. Um. Um. My podcast is directed toward most less um, North Carolina. It's my love letter to indie artists out here doing their thing um any any entrepreneurs life-changing events music all that um arts anybody that's creative actually social awareness too um so yes if you want to you said that so humbly y'all go follow the podcast go take the a listen regular to john it. podcast say like, it one more time for the people in the back john. for the people in the back follow me at the regular john podcast um I love my city, love my state. I do my podcast for my city, for my state. Period. Hey, bro. Thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, Imperfect Church. See y'all next service. That part. We out. (laughs)